0: Hello guys and welcome to episode 13 of the Rams Review Podcast. Um, apologies. Last week I just didn't get round to, um, recording one, unfortunately. Um, so this week's going to be uh, a bit of a, a bit of a bumper. Uh, Episode. Um, Plenty to talk about as always. We've got uh, the review from Luton, which obviously seems such a long time ago now. Um, We're going to, obviously, then it was the international break, so we're going to have a look back at those um, 11, 12 league fixtures, um, see where we think we're. we are, if we deserve to be where we are, all that kind of thing. Um, we're going to have a look at the players in depth individually, uh, performances, that kind of thing, who we've seen enough too much of, who, who haven't we seen enough of, um, and all that kind of uh, stuff. We're obviously going to touch on um, Chartered away tomorrow, back into action, and then we'll be looking at the next batch of fixtures up until the next international break. Um, we've got um a couple of clips from uh, uh, Corey, uh from uh washington as always um so it's going to be a very busy show guys um as always if you'd like to get in touch we're on twitter which is at ramsreview1 our facebook is Rams Review, uh, and our email is ramsreview at hotmail.com plenty to get stuck into let's begin So then, we will start with what seems a lifetime ago now. Um, the 2-0 win over Luton, which put uh, a great finish to um, what had been, a, points-wise, a pretty good week. 7-9. Um, in um, The game itself left a little bit to be desired. Um, it was a bit of a scruffy performance. Um, Derby created... Some chances, again, it's been a bit of a problem of ours. We've not really put them away. Um, And in all fairness, it was a bit of a nitty-gritty game. Um, And the two goals that uh, we did score were both um, rubbed with fortune, shall we say. Um, Derby's first goal was um, a, a back pass from a defender that went straight under. The goalkeeper's foot and rolled into the back of the net, and then Derby's second was Tom Lawrence on the right. uh, Tried to whip in a cross, absolutely shanked his shot. In all fairness, uh, and it flew in the top corner. Um, Again, the goalkeeper could probably be questioned about his positioning there. So, in all fairness, it it felt like it was one of those games that, to be honest with you, if those, you know, it could have easily have been nil-nil. The rub of the green kind of fell with us with those two bits of luck. Um, which is obviously, you know, we, we take it, we've we've missed penalties, we've missed good chances, we've had a couple of shocking refereeing decisions, um, and, and you have to say that eventually, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you look, um, evens itself out over the course of the season. So we went into the um, international break in, in high spirits. Uh, as I say, it was seven points from nine, should have been nine from nine, we should have beat Barnsley in all fairness. Um, and... It was it was the three points that were needed and it was a in all fairness it was a result that mattered over over everything else so something to build on uh, you know you go into the international break a lot better than we went into the uh, first international break of the season. So you know we, we take it and hopefully this last two weeks um, you know that they've worked on and fingers crossed, there's a positive reaction from from a nice two week break Um, into coming into a period uh, which we'll go on to in in a little bit more detail um, where there are a few more winnable games for Derby Um, we start off tomorrow at the Valley uh, against Charlton which to be fair probably isn't going to be an easy one um, but then you know there are some interesting fixtures in there that you know you'd expect Derby to pick up some points. As I say, we'll we'll touch on uh, we'll touch base with that um, in a minute. Um, but as in, again into Luton, um, it was a start for Graham Shinney which many people didn't see coming. Maybe um, I think obviously Koku's hand, uh, in all fairness, was forced. Uh, ...into playing him... um, ...because of... ...Oduston's injury... ...against Barnsley... Um, ...but at the end of the day... ...we take it... um, ...and I thought he put in... ...an absolute fantastic... ...man-of-the-match performance... ...to be perfectly honest with you... Um, ...and I think he did get given... ...man-of-the-match... ...so... ...can't knock him... Um, ...he looked like somebody... ...that Derby had been missing... um, he had bite, um, he had a desire, uh, he was up and down, he was crunching challenges, uh, he was, I think within the first couple of minutes, he put an absolute rip-roaring challenge in the middle of the park and that got the crowd going and you know that, that's been missing a little bit from Derby um, and from, for, for a couple of years because we haven't had that type of player that's willing to stick the foot in. Um, and now I'd say you know it's in his shirt to lose. Now he's waited patiently for his chance. He's got his chance. We know that Huddleston's now going to be out for quite some time, um, so that might help him pave the way. Um, but regardless of that, I think his performance last uh, um, against Luton de- deserves uh, another shot tomorrow if if he's fit. Um, we know um, he's th- the the a bit of a problem in midfield at the minute injury wise Belick picked up an injury uh, over the international break uh, we've been told he's available for tomorrow same with Jaden Bogle they did, both of them didn't uh, got call-ups to their respective um, nation camps um, for euro qualifiers kind of and um, uh, no, I don't think anybody played any part they came back because um, you know niggling injuries but both of those are I believe fit and ready tomorrow and um, so I think it's only fair that Shinny gets given the chance to continue uh, to get con- to continue his slot um, in that position because I think he brought something. I'm not taking anything away from him, and I'm not disrespecting Luton with my next comment. Um, but he looked a class above in there uh, for me, and as you know, he's got to be now given a fair crack of the whip there's there's others that again we're going to go on to this in a bit more detail later um there's quite a few others that have been given more than a fair crack of the whip um and probably in all fairness not performed enough so you know it's important um that he's given a fair a fair chance uh, to see what he can do and as I say, from the um display that he uh, that he showed against Luton, I can't see why he can't. Um, Continue in that vein because it really did help us. There's no doubt about that. So that was, that was positive. Um, a clean sheet, always positive. Um, they were, Luton missed an absolute glorious chance in the first half, open net practically. Uh, but other than that, they didn't really offer um, anything too much. Which I think, as I say, no disrespect to them, but I think we kind of expected that. So it was more. It was always going to be what Derby could muster um and we know this season we've slightly struggled in the in the chances um converted should, should we say and it did look like i think the the one that came at the, the first goal it the came obviously early in the game i think if we'd have gone past half time or up to 60 minutes and you know the things might have gone a little bit more sour um but at the end of the day you can only beat what's put in front of you and when you've got a lead like that, um, you don't really and you don't really need to force your hand to to keep hold of that lead. Um, then fine, you know it's game management. Um, it, it it was a bit up and down. It was a bit disjointed. Hopefully, you know it's two weeks that they've just that they'll, they'll have been spending on the training ground, um, working at this. Fingers crossed. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of a performance they put out tomorrow. Um, Hopefully a positive one, and you know we'll start to reap the rewards and start climbing that table. We're we're five unbeaten. Um, We're going to look at things again in a bit more uh, expansiveness in a minute. But you know five unbeaten, uh, only I think it's two defeats in the league. You can't really knock that. It's a pity that most of those have been draws. I think that's that's the key thing. I think if one or two more of those draws had been wins, we'd be up in the top six, and everybody'd be going, "Crap!" You know we're in the top six, and we're not even playing well. Um, or well enough, you know, that we would expect um, to maintain that that kind of you know get that kind of position in the league. So um, it's a very different feel this international break. Um, it's very a lot. I think it's a lot more positive. Um, it's nice to see that there's a few people coming back. As I say, Jaden Bogles managed to get a couple of games. A slight knock against Luton, but we've been told he's fit for tomorrow. Um, Bielik's building his fitness. Curtis Davis at the back building a little bit more fitness um, obviously Chris Martin more game time for him um, uh, Graham Shinny's first start so you know, give him a chance um, so yeah you know it, it's it's good it, it's good for Derby um, another couple of weeks further down the fitness line for, for a few of them which will be great uh, we also got to see Andre Wisdom come on um, which was uh, you know, he's almost the forgotten man Um, but he came on um, so it's nice to see that he's back in and around things Uh, we know Craig Forsyth um, is back in uh, training Um, George Evans is back in training uh, and he's penciled in I think for some under 23 action Um, so all in all we're coming close now um, to a fully fit squad which is good uh, great to pick from Um, and obviously we're now getting into after the next international break which is the after the forest game, so it's the 9th of November after that, then we go straight to March. So that is when you're gonna want your your players at Peak Fitness, full, fully fit, fully fit squad going going at it over that always busy Christmas period. Um, so the at the minute, you know, the signs the signs are good. Um, without the football being fantastic. But it's it's still early days, you know, we're eleven games in and you know, cocky was only been with them um, three—is it three, four months? Um, so I think this last two weeks um, is great. Um, hopefully, he's been able to get some working on the pitch, and looking forward to the next next batch of games, which, as I say, um, are winnable, uh, which will which which we we'll shall come on to um, next. So then, uh, looking at the next few fixtures uh, up until the uh, international break so we start tomorrow at the Valley um, against Charlton um, we then um, have got a midweek game uh, Wednesday night at home uh, against Wigan uh, obviously Charlton uh, sit 10th at the moment uh, 18 points from their 11 games um, we're in 13th um Wigan are in 19th with 11 points from 11 games so you know two teams in an around us really um we then travel to Hull next Saturday um who also are below us on 13 points uh, they're in 16th position um that comes uh, brings us close to October we then start the uh, home game against Middlesbrough on the 2nd of um November again Middlesbrough they're on 10 points they're in 20th place just two places above the relegation zone um, and then it's the big one against local rivals and second in the league joint top um, Nottingham Forest and then comes the international break so as we say plenty of teams in and around us there um, Charlton uh, started off like a bullet and um, But then, just recently, um, it's been a little bit hit and miss for them. You know, they've got some good players. There's no doubt about that. They carried on their form from last season. Um, Probably surprised a few teams. You know, they've picked up a couple of good results um, at home against some top teams. So, I expect tomorrow to be a difficult game. Um, And then, as I say, you you know, you go into Wigan. You'd expect Derby to win that game. Um, Hull... Never an easy trip, but you know we've got a good record there over the uh, over the last couple of seasons. Um, Middlesbrough, who are in all sorts of turmoil, uh, and to be fair, I don't know if uh, Woodgate will be in charge by the time we get there. Um, you know, anything can happen in a derby um, against Forest. So um, at the City Ground, well, we it's it's different this time obviously you know we're normally the team who and um, and you know we've struggled to take results from them so you know maybe um, maybe it could be that uh, we could surprise them but at the minute they do seem to be in some uh, can't argue with that um, so I think you know you look at the next way is it one two three four five games um, three away Two at home. Um, I think you look at those winnable. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I'd I'd expect a result. I think we could beat Hull, um, and then yeah, anything can happen uh, against Forest. And you know, tomorrow. Uh, you know, is is that the most optimistic we could be? Um, that maybe yeah, ten ten points out of the next five. Um, I think, I certainly think we're looking at at least 7-8 um, I think that would be a respectable return 7 or 8 uh, but I think if we could up that table um, at the minute we're 5 points off the top 6 um, things are starting to take a little bit more shape now obviously when we're up to the next international blend, um we'll be roughly then um, a third of the way through the season Um, again that will start to make a bit of a shift I'd say Um, you know I think from 11 games yeah I think that's I think around 17-18 something like that from 11 games is about right you know is a good going at the minute so we're a little bit off the pace but as I say we look at the, the games that we've dropped uh, we've dropped points, we can easily have, um, have got five, six points, if not a couple more, and that actually would put us top of the league. So, you know, I don't think there's too much to panic about. But of course, what we've got to do, it's all well and good as saying, we can, uh, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. Um, or we, if we do this, if we do that, should I say. Um, what we've got to do is actually do it on the pitch. Um, so, and that starts tomorrow. You know, it's been a good two-week break, uh, as we've been told. Um, and it's a positive um, feeling around the place um, and you've just got to hope that that transmits to the pitch um, fingers crossed it does so um, a little bit more on Charlton tomorrow so obviously um, got promoted last season uh, up through the playoffs, Christian beelix former club uh, who he was on loan with last season um, they've got some talent in there, there's no doubt about that um they've been lucky over the last couple of years to get a couple of chelsea younger young loans loan players um who's helped them there um they've got some they've got goals in them there's no doubt about that they've got goals in them um so it's never and you know valley um the valley um' it's, it's never uh, an easy place to go to um but it, it's still it, it's it's a promoted side it's a team that we're playing league one football it's a league one team. As such, so should we be favourites for tomorrow? Um, I think, on the way that we're playing at the minute, probably not. I think that rules that out. Um, But I think we can go there tomorrow and get a result. Um, It's going to be tough, no doubt. Um, But if we can perform, if we show up, um, a bit like Barnsley, you know, if we turn up and show up, um, let's face it, Barnsley, you know, finished above Charlton last year. So you know and I didn't think they were fantastic I thought Derby gifted them their goal and then really from there we should have won the game we didn't see it out properly so you know it's about that kind of thing you manage, you know, managing the game properly um, and I think if we can do that um, then you know Charlton are going to find it tough against us um, but I think we're going to find it tough against them you know they got promoted for a reason they've had a pretty solid start I think you know I think they've beat Leeds um, at, at, you know, that's. I know they. I think they beat Fulham. Maybe I think I can't remember now. But I know they've picked up some cracking results. Um, then they went. They've they've had a couple of hit and miss ones. So, you know, we'll we'll go with we'll go there. I think with confidence. Um, virtually a full team to to select from, and um, we'll give it. Of course, hopefully, we'll give it the the best shot we can. Um. Who knows? After that, you know, it's all about on the pitch. Um, one thing that I do know we need to do is that um, we we do need to try and uh, start getting the ball into the back of the net on a on a little on more occasion. Uh, we need to start killing teams off. We need to start putting chances away. Um, we need to be a little bit sharper um, in our build up play. Uh, in our final third play, should I say that final ball? Um, I think obviously the likes of Bogle being back. I think Shinny's going to help that dwayne Holmes um you know those players they're the ones that we're relying on um Jack Marriott I'm not sure if he's fully available for tomorrow um so we might see him off the bench if if at all um and yeah we've I think we've just got to be that little bit sharper um going forward, and as I say, we didn't really get tested against Luton at the back too much. Um, we look quite comfortable, um, but I would expect Charlton to pose a bit of a threat. Um, so that's not going to be as easy for our for our backline, especially you know away from home. It's always going to be tough. It's the same old, same old. It's the, keep it steady for th- for twenty minutes. If you can nick a goal, then great. But if you go one down, don't collapse. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Quiet their crowd down, and you know take the game from there. Um, but we've seen in patches. Uh, this season and I think it's about time that we patched those patches all together to produce you know a, a solid 90 minutes um, and I think we'd be a match for most in this division to be perfectly honest with you but we certainly got to start getting some more some more goals firing because um, as I say Luton on Saturday we didn't really there wasn't too many opportunities that we, you thought oh crash, yeah we should have scored that it, it, it just didn't quite feel like it was it was that type of game where you know any chance can fall to us and we put it into the back of the net. Um, and in the end, we did rely on two bits of luck, two bits of fortune to give us the three points. Um, and obviously not every team's going to give you that. Um, and not every game's going to be like that where you can wait for opportunities uh, of, of fortune like that. So that's going to be interesting to see um, how that pans out tomorrow. And obviously it's another three-game week. Um, so when we're you know next Saturday after the Hull game um, you know could, could we be sat here with um, set seven points again out of the nine um, I think we could I certainly think we could um, I think six For, as a, I think we're going to I think we'll win Wigan uh, in midweek at home and I think we can beat Hull um, it's going to be the one tomorrow can you nick anything out of it if it's only six out of the nine it's not the end of the world if you can get seven out of the nine that's great Um, unless it's a seven out of the nine like it was uh, just before the international break where we gifted them uh, two points Uh, sorry we threw away two points Um, but of course this this league this division is just so unpredictable Um, so it's we we never quite know what's going to happen um so any anybody can be anybody on the day. So you know, we we think, we predict, we we look at the stats, we look at them on paper, whatever we, we, it is we look at and do. Um, but at the end of the day, um, all that matters is what goes on between those white lines um, for that ninety minutes of football. So. We'll look at we'll look at it well fingers crossed uh, we can come back with a positive result um, I think after a positive week before the international break and then you know hopefully a positive feeling around for the two weeks it would be it wouldn't be great if that feeling was to be deflated straight away with the first of of you know three in a week um but I suppose on the on the flip side to that is that you know if it is a bit of a disappointing result tomorrow you haven't got too long to dwell on it uh, you know you've you've got a game coming uh Wednesday so we'll have to wait and see but that's basically that's um that's what we've got coming up um up until the next international break um obviously the forest game is it's creeping ever closer um they don't seem to be slowing down much um which you know is never is never great when you're uh, we haven't felt it for a while but when uh, when they're above you um but it's creeping up um upon us it's three four weeks away um, so it's three weeks three weeks away three weeks away Wow um, so yeah obviously we'll we'll cover that in a lot more detail on a, on a podcast um, closer to the time so then guys so after that it's time to have our first clip um, from Corey um, just doing a brief look at uh, bits and pieces of Luton um, and, and then we'll hear from him again later on uh, when we start digging through Darby's start um, and player performance reviews. Um, so first of all, this is Corey's review of the Luton game.
1: Hey everyone, I'm back, and I apologize to Jason and the listeners for missing the last couple weeks, um, but I've actually just got back from Darby. Um, I was actually in the UK to watch Derby. I always try to go every year, to find uh, two or three games uh, in which Derby are at home or have a short away trip to attend. So this year I went to Birmingham at home and Luton at home. Um, and here are some of my thoughts. I think, um, you know, with all the buildup that had happened towards that Birmingham game, obviously a lot of that stuff happened and I landed in uh, Frankfurt and Birmingham and um, saw the news of, of the players and a lot has been mentioned about that. So I'll leave that to a later, um, to a later segment. But I think the early goal really, really lifted everybody, and I think it was desperately needed, and of course, it's Chris Martin that comes through again uh, with the early goal, um, and then obviously plays provider later on towards for Martin Waghorn to make it 2-0. Um, Birmingham get two quick goals, and then Patterson scores the winner. Um, I think overall, I didn't think Black uh, Birmingham came to... Um, they didn't really look like much. I'm glad I don't have to watch them every week. Um, again, I could say that most weeks also about Derby, but they don't really look like they had a goal threat. Jukovic, um was kind of off it a bit. Uh, they had a guy who was play acting a little bit um, and everything like that. And, and Darby were two up and in cruise control. But as soon as the one corner gets whipped in and it goes in, um, I kind of felt, which was strange for me, that, and I don't know if it's like that every week. Uh, Jason, I'll have to film him in and fill you guys in on that. But, you know, the, the crowd just got nervous. I mean, Darby were in complete control of the game, there was no problems it was very clear they were going to win the game. They were 2-0 very comfortable in, in just cruising. And, you know, the first goal goes in, and then Birmingham get a bit of confidence because I think they sensed a little bit in the crowd that the crowd were a bit nervous, and I think that emanates down to the players. And then once the Croatian under-21 player uh, captain hits that hits that volley, which nine times out of ten goes over, and it just happened to be the one time that it goes upper 90 straight past the straight past Rusing goal, no one in the world would have stopped that strike. It was beautiful. Um... It was just a complete change of atmosphere, which, I mean, again, Derby were in complete control. There's no need for this, and I don't understand why the fans uh, do that. But, again, at the end of the day, um, a guy slips Patterson, came in and, and scored the winner, so that was uh, that was good. It was definitely a needed win, especially after all the stuff that had come out um, over the previous few days. And then um, the Luton game um, was, was really cool, uh, really enjoyed it. The goalkeeper, their club record signing, the full Croatian player. He he misplaced a back pass and it went in. Um, and then Tommy Lawrence in the second half, playing you know um, in his first game back after after the incident of of the drunk driving, um, puts in. It was a cross. Uh, I was sitting pretty close to the corner flag and it was a cross and it just kind of skidded off his boot and it went in. But sometimes you need that luck and you make your own luck. And if you don't shoot, you don't score. And if you don't score, you're bottom of the league. Um, and Tom Lawrence you know, had a cross, it went in, and so 2-0 to Darby, uh, which is great. Um, and again, I never felt like Luton posed really any threat. I didn't, you know, I kind of felt sorry for their fans. I saw some of them in, in the Harvester before the game, and, you know, they're kind of buoyant and stuff like that, but, you know, yeah, Luton just don't have anybody that looks, that I would think, oh, they would look good at, at Darby, or you would really look at the team sheet and go, man, I'd, I'd really want them here. I don't want to play against them. It was, is really sad for Luton. i mean i know they just come up and so hopefully they can build um because it's definitely a different team to have in the league um but they just didn't look like they posed much of a threat um yeah i didn't uh and so those are the two recaps of the game but i'm just gonna talk a little bit about my experience um you know i really i thoroughly enjoyed it um you know i i I, I walked bride park i got my program um, you know, I, I ended up meeting with Jason and a few other of the fans um, before the games and after the games. It was just a fantastic experience. You get the real buzz about the place. You get excited, um, and you know, y- you guys are lucky because you go every week and, and you have more opportunity to go to that. But but don't take that for granted. It's it's a tremendously it's a cool atmosphere to be a part of to feel that build up. I mean, it's not like an, it, Sometimes American sports can be a little bit gimmicky, and I think there's rooms ways that Darby could improve the match day experience, but but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was everything that I expected and more and, and I loved it. Um I think it's my seventh or eighth game now um over the course of several years. Um but it, it, to to be there in person and it's just it's just fantastic. Um yeah uh when I got there against Birmingham, arrived a bit early. Um actually it was myself and another couple of lads uh, that were there mel morris got out of his tesla um and he, he apologized to us there were about four of us um there and, and he took full responsibility for the for the drinking and, and and everything like that and said it never should have happened and that we should just support the teams and that meant a lot you know i don't I, you know meant a lot but it meant a lot in the fact that the guy the, the owner of the club took responsibility he was embarrassed by it as i know i was as a derby fan um you know and and, and i would assume a lot of other people were so he took full responsibility for that, and, and I commend the man for that. It just my respect level for him just went way up. We got a picture together. We shook hands. We chatted for a little bit about uh, America and living here, and, and he thanked me for some of my support, which, which meant a lot for me too because um, it took a lot for me to get over, but I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and one thing I'd like to say is I'd just like to say to the fans that when the players come out after the game, Whatever you do, do never take that never take that experience for granted and the access that you have to them after the game because it's truly unique and truly remarkable. Uh, here in the NFL, NHL, Major League Soccer, uh, Major League Baseball, um, and National Basketball League, NBA, um, you don't get that opportunity to, to interact with the players of your favorite team. They're driven in buses under the stadium. They have secure parking lots. The security can't really get near them. You know, maybe they'll send one player out for 15 minutes on a Friday game or a Saturday game to sign some autographs. Um, you know, they have things to kick off the season, and you know you can go. But if you want to meet the players and take pictures and autographs, you know that's going to cost you extra money I'm on top of your actual ticket to attend these functions. But to come out and to see to to to, to meet the players again and, and to chat with some of them, you know, even even my countryman Dwayne Holmes um is such a unique and truly cool and unique and awesome experience don't ever take that for granted i can do that every week i love it um it's just so cool to be able to, to 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 forge a little bit of not i wouldn't say a relationship but some sort of little bond with them um it's just it's just really cool and it really helps you buy into the team and, and helps you buy into some of the players that we have um at the club um the, the cool part, uh, one of the funny parts was at the end of the Luton game, actually, the bus, the bus, the Luton bus had just pulled out, um, and it was about to go on to the motorway to, to hit down the, 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 uh, the Wyvern, um, but all of a sudden, a steward comes running out um, of the player's entrance, chases after the bus, knocks on the door, uh, runs back, bus stops, um, and uh, a Luton player had forgot had a bus had left without a Luton player, and it ended up being Shinny's brother, um, but it was super cool because we came, uh, he came out and everyone just went Ahh! and cheered and he and he waved at us and whatever, um, to, to go and get on the bus. So that was really awesome and really funny and really cool. Um, really unique experience. Um, I just like to say one thing about the Birmingham bus. You know, some of the Birmingham players, we talked to some of the Birmingham fans that were there, um, just chatting about football and, and the experiences that they have. Um, and one of the players, Craig Gardner, um doesn't even get off the bus to sign for the fans. And to me, that's just that's just a disgrace. But, you know, the Derby players are real good, took lots of pictures, we're um, signing autographs for kids and everything and spent some time talking to people. So I just want to reiterate again, that's a really unique experience and something that everyone should be real proud of at the club um, and fans should never take for granted. Also, you know, it's really cool to see Graham Shinney get a game. I know me, myself and Jason had talked about that through previous episodes. Um, but, yeah, Graham Shinney did fantastic. He came in for his first league Start and uh, league appearance against uh, Luton and was absolutely phenomenal. I thought he was, I mean, he was named man of the match, but he was head and shoulders above everybody else on the pitch. Um, and so it was great to see him get some game time, especially uh, being marked by his brother and, and everything like that. But but long may his form continue. Um, and I think he's, we've really, found, he's, Kaku's really found a gem in that kind of player. And I know Lampard brought him in on a pre-contract, but I think Darby have a real, real, real gem on their hands with him. Um, just moving on, some of the things that I've seen this week. Um, obviously, Darby have gotten rid of two board members, David Williams and John Kirkland, have stepped down from their roles as directors. Um, and Williams was Williams stated as saying that there's uh, new potential investment, so it was a natural step for him. So I know everyone's curious about who the na- new investment is. I obviously don't have any insights into that, but um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I know Mel's been looking for investment um, for a while. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of investment comes out of that, and, and hopefully it'll be good for the football club if we can get the right kind of person um, in there to help Mel. Um, it's the international break, so there's not a lot of other Derby news. I did watch a video uh, the Skybet YouTube channel had um, in Holloway, and he met Philip Kaku. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, I would highly recommend it. It's a really good listen. Um, Kaku comes across as, very, um, as, as a thinker, but we senior and waghorn. Uh, speak very highly of him and, and he just seems like he kind of gets it and when you hear some of the names that he played uh, the players that he has played with and managed and, and has influenced him it's it's pretty impressive um and it gives me a little bit more uh insight into who he is and i think that'll help bridge that gap between uh the coach and and, and the fans that I had talked about previous that i seem seen kind of um spaced out there uh looking ahead you know darby after the next international break they've got some um some different fixtures. they've got charlton away Wigan at home, Hullaway, uh, Middlesbrough at home, and then obviously Nottingham Forest on the ninth um, away at the City Ground. So you know that when you look at that, there's some easy fixtures. Uh, there's some relatively could be easy fixtures, some could be difficult fixtures. But again, this is the this is the championship, and there are no easy fixtures. So every game um, is going to be tough. But it looks like you know after picking up uh, the two wins and then the, the the draw against Barnsley, that maybe Darby hopefully have turned a corner um, and can continue on this good run after the break. Um, the news came out that Christian Bielek got injured in, in, the, uh, in the Polish training, uh, will, won't, won't be part of that, uh, call up anymore, which is unfortunate. Uh, Bogle obviously was called up to the under twenties, but he left the game in a boot. I asked him about that. He said that it wasn't really serious. It was just a precaution. So that's good to hear. And then obviously Lulu Buchanan and Mort- Morgan Whitaker played for the England under 19s. So that was good. That was good as well. And Jason Knight played for the Irish under 21s last night as well. So that was good. Um, and before I go, I'd just like to say that you know um, I actually met with Jason uh, before the Luton game, and it was it was phenomenal. It was great to meet him, and I just can't thank you enough, Jason, for allowing me to be a part of this podcast um, and and sending you these clips from from so far away. Um, thank you so much, and I really appreciate everybody listening, and thanks for your support. Um, come on, you Rams, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. See you next week. Bye, everyone.
0: So Corey, part one. Uh, thanks very much, Corey. Um, we'll be catching up with him uh, a little later in the podcast. Um, some points I'd just like to pick out um, from what you mentioned there. There's a couple of things. I, as I say, I've, I've always said. I'm he. He's very thankful for the opportunity. I'm very, very thankful um, to get his opinions um, on. Obviously, something that we take for granted i suppose going to the games um the match day experience um as he as he mentioned there I, I met up with him um i was hoping to meet up with him for a little longer unfortunately things got in the way and i'm sure there'll be time in the future to, to meet up um, and have a really good sit down and a good chat but we had a good half an hour um outside um, outside the ground um and it, it was great. Um, obviously, uh, first time ever time I've met him, for, not known him for that long. I've known him through the podcast. Um, but yeah, to, to hear him there um, talking about what his matchday experience is like for, for a fan who doesn't get to um, come to the games, even live in the country, I suppose. Um, that is what it's all about. And as I say, I think sometimes we take it for granted. I think we we forget about that side of it. Um and to be honest with you, it made me open my eyes a little bit more to, to what was going on around me. Um, the passion of the fans and the crowd and you know, all that, which uh, yeah, you, you probably don't pay too much attention to, um, when, when you go week in, week out. Um, it, it was, it's was great to hear. Great. I'm glad he enjoyed it. it. Um, at the end of the day, he came over and we won two games. I think if, uh, we need to get him over a bit more um but my thanks go out to him obviously uh, it was great to catch up with him um and as i say next time hopefully we'll have a little bit uh, longer to talk um and obviously we'll um, we'll we'll catch up with him a little bit later in the podcast um when we when we look about these player ratings um just before we go on to that um uh, i'm just going to do a, a little bit of a club news business news um, obviously, the uh, court case for the drink driving um, was um, in the international break, um, as to which they both pleaded guilty. Um, they both have been banned from driving, I think it's for two years. Um, I think it was uh, 80 hours community service. Um, obviously, this is alongside the club sanction uh, that they've imposed. Um, and uh, i think it's a total fine of around 180 190 pounds each i mean what's that to a footballer um but still it's not the point um i think they're probably quite lucky um that nobody got injured of course uh you know we've i'm not really digging over old ground here because we've gone on through this uh for quite some time now um but hopefully that is now done and dusted um a couple of points from that i found quite interesting was the admittance from Tom Lawrence that he's currently battling an alcohol problem. Um, I don't know how many of the senior Derby members know that. Um, it worries me slightly um, that he's still playing. Um, uh, that That's just my opinion. Um, if his head's not in the game since his mum passed... Um, last year is the best place for him on the football pitch does it take him away you know maybe maybe I'm not going to judge but to me it doesn't sound like his head's in the right uh, in in the right place Um, and obviously he kind of does transport that onto the pitch where obviously fans get on his back so it's going to be interesting to see how things now develop going forward Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, the club have put an end to their proceedings. The court have now put an end to their proceedings. So hopefully now it's a point where we can just carry on. Um, maybe not ever forgotten, but you know, we move on from it. Fingers crossed. That's uh, that's certainly the hope. Um, other news this week: uh, there was two board members um, who have uh, released themselves from their positions. Um, impending. Um, financial input uh, is basically uh, I think what we could read into it so it sounds like that some things in the pipeline um, investment wise uh, there were reports in the Sun newspaper that uh, some an American consortium um, had attempted to buy Derby for 50 million um, we believe that's not true none of that is true um, it was a few months ago I think where there was rumours that an American consortium led by the son of ex-Liverpool owners uh, the Gillettes um, we're interested. Um, but as, as I've mentioned in a previous podcast, I think you know Mel won't sell, certainly not sell for £50 million. You know, I, I think he brought it for about that. So with the amount he's ploughed in, um, I appreciate the stadium's not quite um, in his hands anymore, uh, although it is um, as part of the club as such. So yeah I, I can't see I can't see him accepting that kind of a figure and to be perfectly honest with you I think unless it was a ridiculous offer I don't think we, we'd see him leave the club um, or be brought out um, but obviously with those announcements uh, in the boardroom shuffle um, it does sound um, like there may well be something in the pipelines very very soon so excited um, obviously to um, look at uh, to see how that develops. Um, and obviously um, looking forward to um, I don't think it's going to be too long until Wayne Rooney um, arrives at Derby obviously he's not eligible to play until after, uh, after Christmas but I think he's due to uh, join up with the squad um, I think the playoffs in the MLS are this weekend uh, so depending on how far DC United get uh, we could see him uh, in and around the training pitch um sort of mid november time building up his fitness ready to hopefully uh, start um after new year so, so you know that's exciting as well um also there's been a a further efl investigation which we kind of thought had been put to bed uh, to do with derby's sale um, of pride park to mel morris's uh, secondary company um we believe that there has there is. I think the, even the EFL came out with the statement that they were happy with Derby's handling of it. But apparently, they, that's not maybe no, no, not the case. But they're they're looking into it uh, in in more detail now. They've reopened it, maybe. Um, so I'll uh, obviously update you um, on that kind of thing um, in due course as well. Um, so then, um, that's pretty much it for uh, any other business. Um, so. We've got to start. I'll um, look at the review of the first quarter of the season. Um, and we shall look at the players um, and what, what we think to those uh, over the last um, 11 uh, league games and obviously the two cup games. Um, so, as we say, uh, 11 games in, 13th in the table. And... Um, Which it's it's the halfway mark, Um, so you know not not too bad I suppose. Um, Fifteen points Um, that's just under half of what was available. Obviously, thirty three would be what was available. Um, So just under that, Um, and again, yeah, yeah, half the points you'd expect to be in in and around mid table, which is where Derby are. That's absolutely fine. You win two thirds of your games, you're going to be up near the top. Exactly. that's pretty much how it's um, how it's panning out at the moment. Um, just a brief look on other thing on, on the league in general before we delve right into uh, Derby. We've got Stoke uh, at the bottom of the league. Um, incredible, really. Um, only five points. Twenty uh, third of Barnsley on six. Uh, Reading at twenty second on eight. Uh, joined with Huddersfield on twenty one. Uh, sorry, uh, in twenty first on eight. Uh, Borough in 20th on 10 Wigan 19th with 11 same as Luton who are in 18th uh, Brentford uh, surprisingly maybe by some especially when they gave us a good thrashing the 17th and my, one of my picks to go up um, 17th with 12 points uh, Hull 16th with 13 points Millwall 15th with 14 points same as Blackburn are 14th obviously then comes us in, in 13th Birmingham um, make up the top half start the top half with 16 points same as Cardiff are in 11th Charlton are 10th with 18 and then three teams QPR Sheffield Wednesday and Fulham are all on 19 points in 9th 8th and 7th respectively Uh, QPR's goal difference minus 1 where Sheffield Wednesday is plus 7 and Fulham's plus 10 so Bristol City occupy the last of the playoff spots in 6th on 20 points Leeds are in 5th with 20 points Swansea are in 4th with 21 Preston surprisingly maybe by some people Third with 21 points, Nottingham Forest and West Bromwich Albion are first and second, both on 22 points. West Brom on top on goal difference by one goal. So, you look at that table so far, uh, the the things that jump out at me straight away Stoke at the bottom of the league. Um, Barnsley, you'd expect, I think, you know, open up team coming up fine. Reading, strugglers. Huddersfield, a bit of a surprise, maybe. Um Borough certainly. Uh, Wigan Luton in uh, Brentford, big shock to me that. whole uh, Hull, no Mill no, no, Blackburn, mm, Derby, Blah, yeah. It's our own club. Uh Birmingham, yeah, mid table. Cardiff, yeah, I didn't fancy them. Charlton, maybe a bit of a better start than we first thought they'd have. Uh QPR the same. Shefford Wednesday, they are they, sleeping giants, aren't they? Uh Fulham in and around the top six as you'd expect. Bristol, Leeds, yeah. Swansea, we thought they they recruited quite well, we thought they'd have a good push. Um, for me, Preston in third at the minute, that's, it's a big one. You can't knock them. Um, they've had it, they've gone snuck under the radar a little bit there as well. I mean, they've obviously been picking up some good results. Uh, West Brom top of the league, Forest in second, which was always a surprise to Derby fans. Um, but in all fairness, I know quite a few Forest fans have said that they've been playing alright. So Not too bad, but West Brom I said when we saw them, I didn't rate them, I, I didn't rate them at the start of the season, but at the minute, they're doing what they need to, but at the minute for me, Preston, Preston on the side, Preston are the team to watch, um, and I'm not sure when it is that they'll be playing Preston, it's the first game back after the international break, um, in November, so interesting, that's looking a a, a tricky, tricky set of fixtures there to be perfectly honest with you, but we'll go into those in um, a lot more detail obviously in the next international break um, and in the weeks to come so then that's where we are as a club um, results wise uh, and that's where we are in the league uh, you know look through the fixtures as I, as I slightly mentioned earlier you know you look through them you've got Swansea should have won there; there's two points dropped Stoke I as I said in previous pods I'm happy to keep that as a, as a draw because I thought we got we, yes we went to in a lot but and we should have won it but they, they did push us quite, quite f- forcefully um, the Bristol City defeat at home I don't think you could argue with it um, West Bromwich Albion yet yeah, we certainly should have won that so there's another two points uh, Brentford now we were certainly beaten. Cardiff we probably should have won that so there's another two points so that's six um, but in all fairness we, we robbed Leeds um, so I'm actually going to knock a point off that so that's five. Um we beat Birmingham soundly we should have beat Barnsley so that it's potentially seven, six, seven points. You give us six, seven points. That puts us in the top four or joint top, you know. So, and anybody who knows um, and has been going to the games, um, it's not been absolutely fantastic. So there's plenty there. Um, I think there's plenty there to um, to be to be pleased of to be perfectly honest with you. So then, um, we're going to have a quick look now um, at each player um, in a little bit more detail. So I'm reading this um, from the Derby County website. Um, So we're going in shirt number order. Um, So we start with, uh, we don't have a number one anymore because obviously Scott Carson was number one. Uh, So Andre Wisdom, obviously we've not seen him um, apart from a small cameo against Luton so I think we can cross him out the uh, out of the list Craig Forsyth uh, no we haven't seen him because he's been uh, he's been injured uh, Graham Shinney just the one game a fantastic performance if you ask me as I said earlier I, I'd, I'd expect him to be involved tomorrow um, and looking forward to hopefully seeing him grow in that position uh, I think so he's a one to watch it's a, it's a crying shame that we've not seen enough of him obviously he did play in the two cup games um, didn't have a great game neither did anybody against Forest. Um and then uh, the Southampton game was uh, sorry the uh, Scunthorpe Cup game was it, it was what it was um, but you know league matters league performances league form to me matters um, we've just not seen enough of him unfortunately so looking forward to seeing him hopefully over the next uh, four or five weeks um, and really start to uh, command the police in that side um, we move on to Christian Bielik um, I was listening to somebody the other day um, talking about this. Um, I think it was on the uh, Blogcast podcast, uh, or Blogcast, whatever you wish to call it. Um, um, is he living up to his his expectations at the minute for a £10 million player? Um, and They believe not, uh, and I'd have to agree. I don't think he's done anything out of the ordinary. Um, I think there are sparks there um there's this proof there why he is and at that age you do pay you do pay for potential, so it's gonna be interesting uh, to see how he kicks on um now he obviously a little niggly injury over the over the uh, international break which hopefully hasn't hampered him too much um hopefully he can get back into the swing of things against his former club tomorrow you would presume he's in the side um and it's always a bit difficult when you know CDM role centre back role it, whatever he is I've, I've I've thought so far from what I've seen of him he looks more comfortable in CDM even though he thinks he's better at centre back um, against Barnsley I thought he was excellent um, to be perfectly honest with you I thought he, he was fantastic in that role um, and sometimes those those players um, unless they're a Tom Huddleston side, slight type of player who can spray a ball 60 yards they, they, they do the dirty work it kind of goes a little bit unnoticed um, and I think I need to start paying a little bit more attention to his, his side of the game see what he does, see how his movement is um, on the ball he looks comfortable but I think I need to watch him in a little bit more depth um, to see exactly what it is that he's bringing to, uh, to the team um, and I'm not talking about getting rid of him. I'm just saying that it to be interesting. You know what? When you've paid 10 million pounds for a player, um, people are going to want to see something out of the ordinary, I suppose. Um, and at the minute, he, he's he's probably still bedding in. You know, he's never played at this level before. You, you, as I say, he's young. You take a punt on somebody at that age, and you do pay a, a, a more frequent, a more inflated price. So, looking forward to seeing what he can produce alongside, hopefully, Graeme Shinney over the next couple of weeks. Um, next up, Richard Keogh. Well, that's his Derby career pretty much finished. Um, Mr. Ever-Present, unfortunately, no more. Um, so, uh, he started the season quite well, to be honest with you. Um, and it's just only really such a, a sour note that his Derby career could well have ended um, in the way that it has. Um, on to Jamie Patterson. Um, as I say, he, bits and bobs, not seen a great deal of him Um, he's been involved a lot more over the last couple of games and he's been quite a big part of um, certainly chances and goals Um, obviously setting up Chris Martin against Leeds and then scoring the winner against Birmingham Um, a busy player Um, I'm hoping he's growing, he's growing in confidence Um, so I'm hoping we see the best of him but uh, well, in the next couple of weeks, I think he's he's one to to watch out for. I think he's he's helping. He's building. He's linking. Um, as I say, and to be fair, you know, it's only been a couple of games he's been in for. So I think we're going to see him blossom in the next few weeks. Fingers crossed. Uh, Kieran Dow, <coughs> for me, unless he shows something different, if he gets given the chance when he gets given his chance, for me, I'd get rid- I'd send him back to Everton because I don't think he offers anything um, I think that's a bit hard, possibly a bit harsh on just three or four performances but he's not done nothing that makes you think oh yeah he's worth playing um, so no um, Waggon started the season on fire uh, I think he's still our top goal scorer um, and then he's obviously he's, he's been shifted out wide a little bit more um, to accommodate a different uh, Chris Martin in a different style um, absolute workhorse deserves his, his place in the team for me um, he, he, he's pretty consistent um, he has patches in games he, people, some people say he's not as effective out on the right I, I, I don't know because um, he used to be a bit hit and miss up front he'd have an absolute blinding couple of games and then he'd go missing in one and for the size and the stature of him as a, as a hold up player you, you'd think he'd, he'd do a lot more um, but he never really did um, but yeah, one of the first names on the team sheet for me at the minute. Tom Lawrence, well, the the guy everybody loves to hate. Um, if what's been said about him is true, you know he's struggling with uh, alcohol. Uh, he's you know obviously coming to terms with the death of his mother last year. Um, then you have to feel sorry for the lad, you know. But at the end of the day he's a professional footballer if he's obviously turning up to work or wants to play football or whatever he, he could be turning around saying no I don't want to play but he's getting picked anyway who knows um but he's got to start showing some more consistency because we know it's in there but we've got to see it on a more consistent basis um Yosef what can you say about Yosef Zun uh, it's quite interesting actually we read um I listened to an interview from coming out of the club over the, uh, the international break about skillful players and everybody picked Yosef Zun as being the most skillful player at Derby and one of the hardest to defend against well Flojo can, we, uh, can we have that transferred on to uh, a match day please because we, we've not seen that from you um, what we have seen is you've been given the ball a couple of times in a, in a, in a dangerous area and you've fluffed it um, so I'd love to see um, what they're talking about in training because um, if you can replicate some of that on the pitch I think you'll be playing a lot more um, pace yeah he's great you've got to get pace in your side but unfortunately as we've seen like we had Abdul Kamaru pace to burn um, just the end product wasn't there you go back a few years we had Isaac McLeod Theo Robinson pace to burn but the skill of them just wasn't quite there um, so it's not all about pace um, ben, we look at Ben Hamer obviously only two cup games Picked three out the net against Forrest, none of them his fault. He made a cracking save against Scunthorpe. Not been given, obviously, a chance, but at the minute he's not number one choice, so maybe he'll fight his way into that. I'd like to see him given a a shout. Um, Next comes Jack Marriott. Well, everybody was screaming for him at the start of the season. Um, He got his goal against Bristol City, which was a beautiful strike. And then he's just not fell for him. I don't think he's particularly been played in the right position. I don't think he's uh, been utilised in the correct way. He's had niggling injuries all the way through pre-season. He's had niggling injuries up so far all season. Um, we're still yet to see a fit and firing Jack Marriott. And a fit and firing Jack Marriott gets in this team. is probably the first name on it. Um, so it would be interesting to uh, say if he's... I don't know if he's involved tomorrow or not. I know he was only started it again the last couple of days. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's involved at all tomorrow. Um, if anything, I think he'd be from the bench. We need to get that man fit and we need to get that man firing. Uh, Matt Clark, our new centre back, um had two obviously cracking games to start the season. Um, and then he got dropped out of nowhere. Um, and he doesn't really seem to have picked up his and he's com he then seemed to have gone He doesn't seem to have got his confidence back. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he looks shaky. He's certainly not got much pace. He's not blessed with it. Um, and so <clears throat> he does look a little out of his depth at times. He does make, you know, those mistakes. But he's learning at this level. Very similar to Bidic. He's never played at this level before. So, you know, you have to give him his, his opportunity. And obviously at the minute, because of Keogh's injury, we haven't really got many centre-backs. So, you know, he, and he he's balanced because he's a left-footer. Um, so it works in his favour I think um, so it'll be interesting to see how he progresses him and Davis a nice partnership maybe You know, a, a wise head next to him calm him down whatever <clears throat> looking forward to seeing if he can continue that uh, he, I don't think he's done bad he's, made, he's, he's had one rough game I think uh, two maybe if that so yeah that's fine um, George Evans again not really seen a great deal from him unfortunately um, just coming back to fitness which is great um, I think he can play a part at Derby um, but it'd be you know see how and where he slots in now because um, obviously really his position is Belix, so I don't think he's getting in there um, obviously Huddleston's out for a while now otherwise I think he, Huddleston would have been above it so then does that mean George Evans slots a bit as a bit more defensive cover um, would you disturb if it's going to take George Evans another four or five weeks to get or four or five games whatever to get back into it after that partnership's built up between Davis and Clark are you really going to split it I'm not so sure so I don't know quite where George fits in at the minute um, Chris Martin well what can we say about Chris Martin the man coming out of the shadows and, and producing the goods A um, couple of goals which is great um, more of the same you know I, I think you ride the wave while you can I think that's what we've got to do um, but he certainly helps this team and this style it's the Dutch style he worked fabulously under McLaren he, he's obviously a couple of years older than three or four years older now so you know um, he, he should in theory work again um, I'm looking forward to seeing over the, certainly over the next three or four weeks see how he does you know if he continues to score then he can't knock him if the goals disappear you know, the goals dry up and, you know the people will soon start questioning his place in the team again so we will have to wait and see what happens with that. Mason Bennett. Uh, obviously, same as Tom Lawrence, silly boy. Um, where does his future lie at Derby? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know at the minute. Um, I know he was carrying a little knock. I'm not sure if he's um, available for tomorrow either, to be honest with you. Um, he's an impact player at best. I've, I've had my opinion on Mason Bennett. He's an impact player at best. Um... He's been one for a couple of years now. I think you give him a start, you don't really see a great deal from him. Um, so it's interesting, but I hate to say this about homegrown talent. Um, but now I, th- I think he's, I think he's. I don't know. I just can't see him getting back into this team. Uh, certainly not on a regular basis. And then obviously it'll be up to the club and him if he wants to move on. Uh, Kellarous number one clearly. Um, Plenty to say about Roos, plenty of people have got an opinion about Roos. Um, I like him, I saw a video with him, uh, his, his um, training drills, uh, they look fantastic and he looks fantastic at it um, and that's all well and good but you know when the lad struggles to come out and catch a ball from a corner then you know that's a bit of a worry but who knows I'm not going to knock him, he, he hasn't really put a foot wrong. Uh, his, his mistakes haven't really cost us goals um, not that he's made any mistakes he hasn't cost us any goals really um, so I'd just like him to sharpen up on one or two of his aspects of his game um, Dwayne Holmes obviously not seen a great deal of him because of his injury um, starting to come back now obviously had a couple of cameo appearances um, looks look good looks, look lively um, and I think that's important I think we, we need that um, and hopefully Lonely he'll come on leaps and bounds uh, Max Lowe played fantastic at right back under the circumstances I don't think he put a foot wrong in all fairness it's just obviously not his natural position you would have thought that he'd have slotted straight back on, into left back when De Bogle was back but that wasn't the case um, obviously Malone did get his slot um, but I think that's going to be an interesting battle for, for the next few months um, to see who goes where goes there. Uh, maybe pulling Max out just because he'd had to play every game is probably not the end of the world for him. Um, and it's going to be good competition so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who's going to win that left back shirt. Uh, obviously especially with Forsyth coming back as well um, it's going to be interesting to see. We've got we he's obviously not seeing anything from him. Um, Curtis Davis again come out of the cold. Um, and put in a couple of Curtis Davis performances, is what he does. Um, long may it continue, not really much more to say about him, really. Uh, obviously, our captain, he, 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 Curtis Davis does what Curtis Davis does, he's a, he's a six or seven man out of ten man every game. He doesn't have a bad game very, very rarely. Uh, Mr. Reliable, so it's all good. George Thorne, obviously, no, the club, Jordan, Jonathan Mitchell, not involved. Uh, obviously, Jaden Bogle, um. Struggled with injury this year, which has been a huge shame. Um, Hopefully he's over that now because we need him. He helps us so much. Um, And he's going to be uh, such an asset for Derby. And I think, if not January, I think next summer, we are going to struggle to keep hold of him. Depending on what division we're in. But still, I think we're going to have a a fight on our hands to keep him. Uh, Jason Knight is, again, another youngster who's... um, he's been involved quite a bit so far he was involved quite a bit towards the back end of the last season of the Lampard he's been involved quite a bit off the bench and a couple of starts in and around the squad for a youngster at that age I'd be, that's fine um, Louis Sibley obviously um, he's a first teamer but his chances have been a little less um, <clears throat> other than cup games but uh, to be around training with the first team and being involved in the first team is only going to help them so I'm sure when he gets You know, he he might get a few cameo appearances here and there. take his chance. Max Bird, pretty much the same. Uh, And Mitchell Lawson, uh, the same there. And along with uh, Lee Buchanan and Morgan Whitaker. You know, obviously, they still play for the under-23s as well. So it's all just a learning curve. And then the other two senior players, we've got Tom Huddleston, who's obviously out from his groin strain. Um, And again, he's one. He probably, he was given... The captaincy—you kind of thought he was going to be the one name on the team sheet. Now, obviously, what came out came out, and he got stripped of the captaincy. I don't care what anybody says or how they're going to say it. he got stripped of the captaincy um, when they found out that he was involved. Absolutely no doubt about that. And then goes and pulls a, a, a muscle, taking a penalty. I think that he might regret—not that obviously—it's not his fault. He got injured, but you know there was always a "oh should be" like play there, should Tom Austin play there, should w- what. Now he's gone at the picture for at least a couple of months. That we know, it gives the others the chance. Is he going to get back in at his age? And you know, he's not blessed with pace again. Is he going to stride straight back into this squad? I, mean, I don't know. I think I don't know if we we'll, how much we'll see of him. And then, of course, Scott Malone, as we mentioned earlier, battling out for that left back place. Had an absolute woeful start to the season, but in all fairness, um, has come back since and he's looked pretty solid so I can't knock him at the minute um, and long may it continue um, so you know that's, that's my review uh, of players I think if I had to pick somebody out who's, who's been the most consistent um, I, th- I think that's difficult <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you um, you'd probably go Max Lowe I think he's been pretty consistent at right back I don't think he's, he's really put, he, he, you know, he's put a foot wrong, he's played most of the games he's not looked out of place in a, in a foreign position not that it's too foreign, but it's a foreign position to him. Um, so yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd have to go with him at the minute. Um, Martin Wagon close up there as well. Um, surprise, um, probably Chris Martin just for the fact that he's back in the team um, and somebody who um, deserves more of a chance. Yeah. Obviously Shinny for me, yeah. Um, I'd have to say Shinny. Um, and somebody really, you know, a couple of people that need to pick up um, Kieran Dow, Tom Lawrence, from Zoom, for me. Um, so that's that's what I think. Well, obviously we'll review this again uh, at the halfway stage. Um, see if uh, obviously look back and see if uh, any opinions um, has changed. Um, be interesting to see. Um, so that's my view. Uh, in a second, we're going to listen to Corey um, on his uh, review of the, um, of the of the team and, and the, the squad so far, um, and that will just about. I'll come back and just about wrap up the podcast because um, I've not put too much out anything out on um, Twitter and Facebook this week because I knew um, it was going to be a bumper episode this week. Um, it's practically a double episode, so I didn't want to, uh, you know, didn't want everybody listening all night. Um, so. We're going to listen to what Corey thinks of the team, uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up the podcast, guys.
1: So if I look at the Derby County squad through the first um, through the through the October international break and, and try to rate them and and look at who's succeeded and who's not and who's really you know kind of in very average and, and looking at some results, um, okay, stand up performers for me, uh, Chris Martin, um, obviously came out of the cold, um, but he scored three goals in his last three games, so. Um, it's been really great to see him back in the black and white of Derby. I know he's, he's talked about his time out on loan and his battle with illness and everything like that, but it's great to see him back and scoring goals for Derby County. It, It feels like all's kind of right with the world. Um, and he brings a lot more to the table in my opinion than just goal scoring. You know, he's his hold up play, his little flicks, his little, you know, one quick passes and things like that. And he just agitates defenders. And I think that's really, um, it's a real, real positive as well, uh, for the team. um, who else uh, who's really, you know, been kind of outstanding? I, I don't know. I mean, Dwayne Holmes has looked good. Um, he's been a very really creative spark for uh, for the club. Um, he runs, you know, he, he he really links the lines very well together. Um, you know, he had, a, he had an assist uh, for the Luton game, and, and he pla- played the ball to the light we had the assist. Sorry, for the Birmingham game, and he played the ball created the another chance again at the Birmingham game as well um, but he's looked lively every time he's been playing obviously he's got his injury issues as he said one day um, coming out of the stadium against Birmingham that he could he could do with a new set of calves but um, you know he's a real creative spark and he's a real real talent um, and yeah so so I think he has to be on the field I think he definitely has to be on the field um, each and every week and um, Jaden Bogle as well he's been a stand-up performer um, he's kind of grown a lot from last year um, he's extremely skillful. He he links so well on that right side with whoever's playing um, ahead of him. Uh, there, he he's he's our best um, attacking threat in terms of putting crosses. And I saw a stat where you know he's completed like thirty or forty percent of his crosses, whereas Yazdavuzun's you know literally landed zero. Um, you know, and and he was a significantly large miss when he went out with that ankle injury uh, for the big for the big stretch of time, but you know, he's definitely another, another, another name first on the team sheet. And we, we have to keep him around. Um, looking at the other side, you know, you've got Max Lowe at, at fullback. I don't think I'd call him an outstanding, uh, performer up to this point of the season, but he did really well deputizing for Jaden Bogle, especially on his wrong side. Um, he's been a, been a bit unlucky to kind of rotate with Scott Malone in the fullback left left back position. Um, but you know you know, he, 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 he he's growing week by week. He seems to have gotten a little bit stronger, a little bit more street wise, um, having that extra half season um, up in Aberdeen. Well, the full season, but after we saw him in January, you know that extra that extra half season, um, and then just you know learning his trade, learning his craft. He's still pretty young at, at 22 years old, but you know um, hopefully this is the season that. Um, he continues to kick on it and really makes that that spot his own. And I think the last outstanding performer for me would be uh, Curtis Davis. Um, I don't think we anyone really anticipated Curtis um, playing as much as he did uh, or has done this season. But I think um, you know two aspects of that. One is the, is the playing thing. I don't think he's been caught out. He's come back from a, a, a devastating Achilles injuries. Worked really hard to get fit. He's not looked out of place, and, and he's done a real solid job. Um, policing that back line um, in the absence of Richard Keogh. And I think the the other aspect, and I think the more important aspect than just his play on the field, has been his leadership skills. I think with what's gone on with um, Bennett and Lawrence uh, Keo and, and the team um, all out drinking, which has been very well reported, um, his leadership is second to none. I think you know, he gets it with the fans, he, he spends time talking to the fans, and, and that's always good to see, but but on the field, I think he's a steady hand, He's he's been there before, um, and people respect him, and I think that he, you know, um, a lot could have gone wrong after the incident that happened, but I think Curtis Davis's leadership skills really made home an impression on, on me and, 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 and on, on the team to um, carry on in a professional way that, that makes everything look cohesive, so big props to Curtis Davis. Big, big Curtis Davis fan um people who have flattered to deceive so far um, you, you know you, you look at you look at Tom huddleston um, he's in there for he's in there for his passing range and everything like that but he just looks shackled slow and pedestrian in midfield um, he, he turns slower than the Titanic um and I just don't think in in the kind of tempo that, that, that the game that we've kind of been used to as derby fans over the last few years that yeah, he really fits that bill anymore yeah he, he's strong to tackle he he wins the occasional header but not as dominant as he is what you would think he would be uh, he's just overall slow and I think he just slows the pace down and um you know when he got injured it was kind of like everyone was like oh man Tom Hollison's out and I kind of thought okay this is an opportunity for someone else to stake the claim in there and, and and thankfully he can he can obviously not thankfully that he got an injury but thankfully that it allows someone else to have a, have a spot in the team. Um, yeah, Florian Yosef Zun, Yeah, he's been relatively poor. Um, now, up up to the beginning of the part of the season, he's not really completed across. He's lively, and he and in my opinion, he works hard. He he tries he tries different things and whatever. But when you when you listen to videos of the player saying that he's the most skillful player in training, and he's obviously one of the quickest players at the club, is that really translating on the field? Not really. So I think his 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 spot his threat his spot is really under threat um, from anyone else who can kind of stake a claim to those to those midfield outside midfield positions. Um, Kieran Dowell, he's been poor in my opinion. Um, he came in with big hoopla in Florida. Flew him in specially to, to be with the team in the training camp and he sat down with um, Rams TV and he said, you know, his goal is to get the double figures assists and double-figure goals and I'll hold him to that and he's not performed at all. And then so thankfully we've not seen him much in the last three or four games. He's kind of fallen away. Um, and But you know, again, as I've said in my first, my first podcast here that I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, the club will be doing better. But at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's failing to deceive, right? He's failing to flatter right now. Um, and he's just, he's just so poor. He just does not look for the cutting edge. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't have any kind of the skills that we thought we would be getting with him. So, you know, the, yeah, he's just, he's just had a poor thing in my opinion. Um, Another player I'd like to just spotlight, he's not played a lot, but um Mason Bennett. Um obviously this is, you know, not in addition to uh the the events that happened a couple weeks ago, but from where he was last season, where he was basically Frank Lampard's main man off the bench, he was an impact sub. He was actually it looked like he was actually you know fulfilling some of his potential and he was going to keep growing and I think he's kind of regressed this season. He he hardly ever plays. Um obviously he had the off the field issues, but for someone where where he was last year is an impact sub and making making a difference, running to people, he obviously scored that wonder goal that he missed he didn't win the FIFA award for, but yeah, he's just not he's just not really kicked on it. And especially with someone like Yasef Zun who's who's been poor. Um yeah, you'd think that he would really be in there to stake a claim, but he's just kind of fallen by the wayside. So hopefully he can get back on track. But he's been poor. Um and another player that in my opinion's not done very well um, but not as poor as the rest of them um, matt Clark I think he looked good for the first 30 minutes or so um against Huddersfield um, but he he just he just had such he's just not not for me instilled a lot of confidence and I just think that the that club can do better um Keough's obviously a disappointment um, with his leadership and what he's done off the field that's been well documented uh, Belic, in my opinion has not He's kind of, you know, he's kind of in that in between, like man, he's had, he's had an okay season, um, kind of up and down, obviously. Paid a lot of money for him, but I don't think he's really um, looked like a 10 million pound player. Um, obviously he's growing, but you know, for a Polish international and someone who thinks he's as good as what he thinks he is, in my opinion, um, he should be doing better. Uh, Graham Shinny, I can't really rate because he's only played the one league game, but in that one league game, he was magnificent. Um, Shinista, I think they call him. Um, and, and so it's good to see him get a game and hopefully can continue his form. I wasn't a fan of Jamie Patterson when they signed him, but um, he's really come on to his own the last four or five games. So it's good to see him scoring goals. Um, yeah, Jack Marriott, he's lively, but he just can't stay fit. He always seems to get a knock in training or something like that that keeps him out a few weeks. So, you know, hopefully he can, he can get over that. Um, Hamer's looked good in the two cup games. Kellerus has done okay. He looks tentative on crossing, but I know they they came out and said that he was working on that over the international break. And so, you know, hopefully he can get better at that um, because they need to. Um, But, you know, uh, I think long term, there's definitely a a new goalkeeper needed at the club. When I look at kind of the games that have kind of stood out, obviously the Huddersfield first half hour, um, I think is the best football derby's played under Philip Kaku, Um, you know, Really, when you look at the Swansea game and you look at the Stoke game, those were two missed penalties by Martin Waghorn. That could have easily been an additional, what, four points to the team. So, you know, an additional two wins, that would have looked really good. Um, absolutely dreadful against Bristol City. Unlucky against West Brom um, with Max Lowe uh, and the guy, the lot diving. But, again, when you go to ground in the box, you make the referee make a decision. Most of the times, he's not going to make it in your favor. So if you don't go to ground, you don't have that problem. And then obviously they had the really difficult spell with the 3-0 loss to Forrest and the 3-0 loss to Brentford um, going into the September international break, which um, was very poor. Uh, You know, it was good to see Chris Martin back at the Cardiff game. He got the equalizer in the Leeds game. He scored against Birmingham. He scored against Barnsley. Um, He struggled against Luton a bit, but um, didn't really have much chances. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of where we, that's kind of where I see the club right now. I think, they're in a good position. Um, I've often said, you know, that, um, I don't know, Billy Davis said this before, it's men and the boys time, and that comes around um, Christmas, New Year, and the Easter Easter period. Um, and so now, you know, it's just about uh, continuing to progress, continuing to, to grow as a squad and, and cohesive unit, and then really hopefully in January when Rooney comes on board, make a couple addition signings, lift the fan base, lift the club, lift the team, um, and really drive on and, and put yourself, in a position to get to the top six or to, or to get promotion, because obviously you can't um, you can't get promoted at this time of the season, but you can lose promotion at this time of the season. If that makes sense, so um, yeah, it's just about it's just about maintaining the pace, trying to pick up as many points as we can, um, and and hopefully the performances improve a little bit. Um, I think it's been well noted. I've not been a big fan of Philip Kaku since he's come in, but you know the way he's handled the situation that the players have put him in. Um, in terms of the drinking and, 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 the, and the court cases and things like that, you know, he's got my full back in now. And I hope the culture can change a little bit where people can get um, we can just get some different blood in and things like that. And, and I think we'll see some changes in January. I think he's, he's had some time to assess the squad and he'll look to January to make to make some moves in addition to Wayne Rooney. Um, yeah. And so it's it's just it's it's frustrating now for being a Derby fan, especially, you know, where we were looking at, you um, you know, over the last four or five years we've been knocking on the door it's really frustrating but i think you see a trend of teams that are significantly at the upper end of the of the championship table year after year I mean, brighton's a good example they were up near the top in the playoffs failing at playoff promotion for three or four years and now they're a lower lower to mid table premier league team and 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 that's kind of where i see darby being in the next few years is that the club's been knocking on door promotion they've they've, they've got They've got a structure in place. They've got players in place. Obviously, when you go up, that changes because you buy ten or fifteen players. But um, yeah, I think I think when Derby do go up, I think they'll be well positioned to stay up for for an extended period of time, unlike being a yo-yo team like West Brom. You know, a couple years up, couple years down, um, and things like that. And so. Yeah, you know international breaks are weird because because we break up from the from the the regular pace of the of the of the championship season of the of the regular league season, um, and it's a bit frustrating sometimes because it just stops. But I think it's a good time to to stop, especially you know if I was a manager or a coach, you know I'd want to stop and and say look let's reassess let's let's look at what we can do and let's look at this next block of games and, and try to get maximum points. When you look at the next block of games for Darby, um, on paper they're all pretty winnable. The forest is going to be a tough one at the end of that block, but at the end of the day it's the championship and anything can happen and games aren't played on paper so um yeah it's it's going to be frustrating and i think it it, it's always going to be frustrating for um teams because the the league is so unpredictable there's an article out on sky today um where they talk about how unpredictable and and tight the championship is and so you know two or three wins from Derby and and it sees them up near the top of the league and two or three losses and it sees you down in the bottom of the league and that's, that's true for most teams so you know, I'm not too worried. I'm not looking at the league table right now. Looking at points or anything like that. and looking at performances. Obviously, we want to get the three points, but at the end of the day, um, building building towards January, building to something to something longer term. And um, I think the other thing I could say is, you know, I've my whole life I've been a, a Derby County fan, and I love the club. Um, I feel like when you talk about who I am as a person, that that the club is very ingrained in who I am as a person, um, and the incidences that they've had the last you know last couple of weeks with the court cases and, and the drunk players in the car accident it it's really it, it made me embarrassed it hurt me um on the inside you know when I looked at I was just like man this is just embarrassing and, and everything like that to to um be a part of the club but I'm proud to be a Derby County supporter I love the club I want the club to do well I want the players to do well while they're here um and and I just love the club so um, yeah, I think that's where we stand at, and looking back at the, uh, the October international break. So, um, yeah, we'll see everyone soon, and, and up the ramps.
0: My thanks, as always, go out to Corey to cracking clips from you uh, this week. Thank you very much, Corey. Can't wait to uh, to hear what you've got for us. Um, next week Um, speaking of next week guys obviously uh, the podcast will be just before the Hull game uh, where we will uh, of course have a breakdown of tomorrow's game uh, at the Valley against Charlton Uh, we'll also obviously um, be looking at um, the result against Wigan midweek obviously any club news any update on any investment uh, injuries everything that we always cover in the podcast and of course i'll make sure i get out some uh, twitter and facebook questions anybody got a question or a comment make sure you get in touch uh, of course the ways to get in touch as always is uh, twitter is at ramsreview1 uh, facebook is Rams Review, and my email is ramsreview at hotville.com and as always guys if you if you like it great share it with your friends um I'm, i want to get this podcast out to as many possible rams fans and and beyond um hopefully you enjoy listening um any any comments please please get in touch um, more than happy to hear and of course if you've got uh, just as Corey does um any any opinions that you want um in, in voice clip in clip form I'll, I'll get them into the podcast that's not a problem at all um, as I say, Corey commented commented on a post of mine a few weeks ago, and here we are. He's got a regular a regular slot. I'm more than happy to to listen, um, positive or negative. More than happy get them involved. This podcast's for you guys, um, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as I enjoy uh, enjoy pro- producing it. Not obviously to the greatest of standards, um, but. I'm just a I'm just a Rams fan it, 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 in in my uh, in my garage recording this. So, you know, that's my opinions and um, this has been the podcast. Thanks very much for getting in touch, guys. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you again next week.